Hello and welcome back to Holy Spirit, the extraneous member of the Godhead podcast. I'm your host, Kim Weinsek. All right, I'm excited that you're here. Um, today we're going to be doing a mini-sode um, about the creation of the logo because it has a lot to do with listening to Holy Spirit. But first, I want to point out that it's been a couple weeks since I have uploaded anything (laughs) for a podcast. Um, So thank you for all who are tuning in, uh, and I apologize about how much time has passed. I've had a uh, busy couple weeks. (laughs) Um, I've taken on some new roles and uh, started to attend new things at the church, and also um, have been just in a lot of different... (laughs) A lot of things have been going on, and it's been kind of hard to learn how to manage my time. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and get straight into the mini-sode. Um, so I really wanted to talk about uh, the creation of the logo that I created, um, because it had a lot to do with hearing God's voice. So let's go ahead and dive in. So originally, while I was pre- uh, praying about the creation of this podcast, I had an idea pop into my head um, about just really talking about the third person of the Trinity. And I, like I said before in the first episode, I mentioned this idea to a few close friends of mine and they really encouraged me to go ahead and start it up. So during that time, I think I already mentioned that I was unemployed uh, because I feel like the Lord was leading me to um, out of my old job and to trust him to provide a new one. That season of unemployment turned into about four months um, and it had its ups and downs. And so during that time, um, instead of just spending all of my time applying for new jobs and also sitting with the Lord and asking him what I should apply to, um, he also started prompting in my heart to really just spend time being creative um, and to focus on cultivating and sowing into those natural gifts and talents that he has given me. So one part of that was this podcast, um, so just in creativity. So as I started writing up um, content for this podcast, I also started the creation of the logo. Um, so I remember sitting down one day at my friend's house, and I just started praying and asking God to, you know, show me, you know, what to write. And my personal style of artistic ability, I tend to lean towards either monochromatic color schemes um, or just really colorful ones. I am really into black and white photography. Um, I also really like economic um, like line arts as well as like Ansel Adams, um, you know, photography as well, Um, like his kind of work and also like um, Imogen Cunningham, if you've heard of her work as well. She's also um, a a brilliant uh, famous photographer. But anyway, so I really am drawn to economic, simple, um, and modern, I guess, um, geometric shapes uh, in conjunction um, with colors as well. So I just kind of started, you know, just basically doodling. (laughs) That's the beginning of my creative process is just really sketching things out and inviting the Lord into it. I was just praying as I was doing that. And um, I started drawing out some shapes Um, I really liked um, triangles and how they all intersected, um, you know, different um, parts intersected because I feel like with the Godhead, you know, Father, Holy Spirit, and Jesus, um, the Trinity is three and it has deep significant meanings in the written word. So I really liked um, triangles as a symbology kind of thing. 
Um, so I started, you know, placing them in different areas, um, seeing how they intersected in different ways, and then started praying and asking for a color scheme, basically. Um, so started doing that. So that's pretty cool. Um, and basically what ended up happening was um, I really felt drawn to the primary colors, which it depends on who you ask and who you're, uh, how you're taught. Um, I was, I went to school for graphic design, so I have a liberal arts foundation. Um, and so the primary colors they would teach are, you know, cyan, magenta, <laughs> and um, what's the third one? Yellow. Yeah, cyan, magenta, and yellow. Um, but like in a, you know, primary school upbringing, uh, in public school, they would teach you red, yellow, and blue, right? Um, and in science, you learn that when all of those colors intersect, that it creates white light, um, which I thought was really fascinating. Um, so like, remember like the prism stuff that you used to do in science when you're learning about all the different kinds of lights that we have, the things that our eyes cannot see, as well as the things that we can see. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And I'm a huge believer that science just proves that there is a creator. Um, so I thought that was kind of fun. So I really felt impressed by the Lord to fill the three triangles with red, blue, and yellow. And I really felt like he started inviting me um, to really think about the meanings of those colors. Um, and I started remembering um, some scriptures from the word. So I had, if you can imagine in your mind's eye, I had three triangles and they made a pyramid, but they weren't touching. So there's two on the bottom next to each other and there's one on the top. And so I had the one on the top that was blue um, the one on the right side on the bottom was red and then the other one was yellow and I was like oh this is interesting and um, I really felt the Lord said blue um, is for you know just blue um, and also purple in art history uh, were how do I put this I took a lot of art history um, so blue and purple pigment is very expensive pigment. So in history, um, most people that wore this color in their wardrobe um, or had beautiful jewelry that were this color, they were esteemed with like a higher class and they were known as being really rich. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. And blue is also a color that brings a lot of peace. Uh, it's also very tranquil, right? A lot of people use that in their homes, on their walls, or like, you know, ocean scenes, you know, that kind of thing. A lot of people in the hospitals um, who do interior design, most of it is blue, right? Or tan or beige because it's just a really calming kind of color. Um, so that was interesting. And I really felt drawn to the father in that sense. Um, there's just a lot of our identity comes from the father. Um, we get to really know and understand who we are as Jesus leads us to the way of the Father, as we get to know Jesus really well, because that's where his identity came from. And if we look in the word at Matthew 4, or I think it's actually Matthew 3. Hold on, let me go ahead and look it up real quick. All right, so I stand corrected. It's actually in Matthew 3, and it's verses 13 through... 17. And then I believe this can also be found um, in Luke 3 as well. 
So I'm going to go ahead and read it. This is Matthew 3, verses 13 through 17. And the subtitle, at least in my version of the ESV, is called The Baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. So the reason I point to this passage, and I was reminded of it when I was creating this logo and really just listening to the Lord um, about what does the color blue represent, I really got the distinct feeling of identity. Um, and in this passage, it's really clear that before Jesus even started his ministry, he was very well loved by the Father. Very well loved. He knew exactly who he was, and he was really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just really deeply, he just knew that he was loved by the Father. He had deep reassurance of his identity. Um, and so I believe that Blue can point us to that, and I felt like that's what the, the Lord um, was kind of leading me into understanding. Um, and I also feel like if we go back to that mental picture I pointed out with the blue triangle being on the top uh, below the other two. Um, and I think it's John fourteen six. Jesus says that um, no one can come to the Father except through me. Um, I'm sorry, I totally butchered that verse. I forgot the first part of it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. So I thought that uh, visual rep representation of the three triangles and having, um, you know, having the Father be on top just really made a lot of sense. Especially because he's still in heaven and he hasn't really come to earth, at least from what we understand in scripture. And that's my interpretation of scripture. And if you have a different idea, I'd love to hear it. Um, anyway, so moving on to the two triangles on the bottom. Um, to the right of the blue triangle on top was the one that was filled with red. And I believe that red can really symbolize Jesus because he was the one who paid for all our sins by his blood, right? So I thought that was really interesting. And then also it says in the word that Jesus um, sits to the right hand of the Father in, the, in, the, in heaven. Um, he was invited to do that because of his sufferings that he endured on earth and for following the will of God on earth. Um, so you got to be seated at the right hand of the throne of God um, to be honored for all that he did. Uh, so I thought that was really um, pronounced and also really uh, profound as well. And so the one um, to the left of the red one, the red triangle, is one that I would fill, that I did fill with yellow. And of course that really leaves Holy Spirit. And so that kind of just makes sense. Um, and personally... I would have to really look for this in the word, um, but I don't know about you guys, but in my own personal walk with the Lord and also with Holy Spirit, usually when I really feel Holy Spirit, um, I have gotten sensations or when I close my eyes, I feel like I picture like oranges 
and yellows. Um, just that kind of warmth, which I kind of associate with like sunlight. Um, but so I just really feel like yellow is known as a color that is really bright and is really vibrant. And it's also gender neutral, which I think is kind of perfect for Holy Spirit because um, I know in some version it says he in the written word of God. But for the most part, we don't really know, right? If it's a man or if it's a woman. Um, so that's something interesting. And also, like, for example, in um, at least Western tradition, if you, some parents who are expecting a child and when they're, you know, creating a space for their new baby, um, they have some decisions to make about, like, the color of their room on the walls or the color theme that they want, right? And some, uh, if they don't know the gender, they usually lean to yellow because it's really gender neutral and it's also really bright and welcoming and inviting. Um, so I can kind of think, think the same of the Holy Spirit in that kind of way, right? I feel like when you encounter the Holy Spirit, it's never a negative, um, I don't know, like I know people have had negative experiences with the Holy Spirit, but I feel like um, if you are welcoming and praying for the invitation to for the Holy Spirit to come into your life, and to just re-engage with you, um, just kind of praying those prayers, I feel like it's not a negative experience. It's more of an inviting one, and there can bring illumination to what you're praying for um, as you invite the Holy Spirit in, and we can also go back to the illumination of like a light bulb, right? When you turn a light bulb on, I feel like we usually go to God in prayer when we're like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. I feel like my mind is kind of dead, so I need to go talk to God about it, and hopefully that can become enlightened. That's why we're just word, and that's why we pray, right? To be enlightened um, by the Holy Spirit. So that's why I chose those colors. And if you look at the logo that um, is on the podcast, I ended up deciding to have one triangle in the foreground that is that white light, right? So proving to science that, you know, science is real and it does point to a creator. And it's a triangle because Holy Spirit, uh, Father, and Jesus are a part of the Godhead, so the Trinity, pointing to that. And um, each of the colors represent uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which I think is really interesting and fascinating. I'm also realizing as I'm looking at this logo that I need to switch the red and the yellow uh, so that the red is on the right side of the Father um, and the yellow is on the other side. So that's kind of humorous. Um, I need to do that. I didn't really realize that because I was thinking in my head. I forgot to, you know, change and mirror it. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of what I wanted to share um, about with the creation of the logo. I thought that was a pretty cool um, experience that I had. Um, and also it just goes to show that the Holy Spirit, like it says in, I believe it's John um, chapter 16, where it talks about how the Holy Spirit always points to points to God and points to the Father um, and searches the Father for all things. Um, I'm sorry, these are coming to me as I'm saying it. I didn't have any of this prepared. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take a minute and look for it. All right, so John 16, verse 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Verse 14. He will glorify me, this is Jesus speaking, 
He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Verse 15. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So, the Holy Spirit speaks of the truth to come and will guide us into all truth. So, what I just shared with you about this creation of the logo, it was created out of uh, intimacy, out of prayer, out of seeking the Lord and inviting him to my creative process. And what did the Lord do? He pointed to his written word. He revealed to me how these colors can symbolize the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and the reason as to why, um, because he pointed to the word, word. So how cool is that? When we invite the Holy Spirit into our life, we have the promise of God saying that he will speak all truth and that he will point us to all truth. Um, and that's exactly what happened, I, um, at least in my circumstances. So that's just a really great um, realistic and visual example of how that can happen. And it came out of seeking, right? Um, the word in Matthew 7, 7 through 8, um, and I'm I don't have this one on my, on my phone again, but the one that says, seek and you'll find, uh, knock and the door will be open to you. Um, that's exactly what I did. I just, you know, sought the Lord in prayer and I found and I knocked and the door was opened and he pointed back to his word to reassure me that all of these things um, are from him. And like I said, I take a lot of what I have with nuance. I'm not saying that always red, yellow, and blue are going to point to the Godhead. Um, I'm not saying that you should always um, use the color interpretations that I have shared personally for dreams you have in your life or, you know, pictures that you get from God. It's really important to seek him in that because it can mean something entirely different. Um, But that's what it meant for me. And I guess um, maybe in the future we'll go ahead and do an episode on that because that is something that... um, is I think really important to talk about. So the last thing I want to mention before I go ahead and close out this mini-sode is um, I want to go back to that season of unemployment as I was doing this activity with the Lord and as I was preparing this podcast and focusing on creativity. Um, Like I said, I felt the Spirit of God was leading me to focus on creating during this time and the podcast was part of that. Um, but as I was, you know, talking to my friends about starting this podcast, um, I had some doubts, right? Like a podcast, like I've always wanted to do one, but you know, the actual work of it, I wasn't really sure what that would look like. And so that was what was kind of keeping me from pursuing that. So once again, I just put it, you know, to God in prayer and just started asking for confirmation. So a fun story that, um, I really just want to share, um, is about, you know, God, you hearing God's voice again. And also, how can we know that God is confirming something in our lives? Well, here's a story for you in my life. So when I was sharing this idea with a few friends about creating the podcast, a few of them started partnering with me in prayer and seeking God in the same thing and asking that he, that God would bring confirmation to me about it. So how cool, right? To have brothers and sisters in Christ who are saying, hey, this is a great idea. I totally affirm this, but yeah, let's seek God together about it and I'll be praying for you in it. Um, talk about just great community, uh, for one. Um, so I had one friend, um, that, you know, I was hanging out with her one day and I was telling her about this and she's like, oh yeah, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. And so we had a a while later, um, I was headed back to her house and I told her I was on her way when I'd be there and I was driving to her house and, um, my friend was actually just kind of getting ready before I arrived and was just talking and praying with God. 
she told me later once I arrived and she really felt God say, hey, do you remember that microphone and those headphones that you have? Um, Because you wanted to create a podcast at one time, but you really hadn't gotten around to using it. Well, can you give that to Kim? Uh, Because she wants to start that podcast. Um, So that was pretty cool. So when I arrived at my friend's house, she came up and said, hey, I have a surprise for you. And I was like, oh, okay, what's the surprise? Um, And she was like, hey, I have this... um, God told me uh, to give you this uh, headphone, these headphones and this mi- uh, microphone because I was supposed to start a podcast. I just never got around to doing it. And um, I just really felt blessed in that sense that my friend would give that to me. But I also really felt like that was God confirming that I should go ahead and start this podcast. So I just wanted to share that story real quick um, that if you hear God's voice and he's leading you to do something um, and I feel like in every step that we take um, in our lives, sometimes God, you know, encourages us by his spirit through his written word, you know, to do something that's very practical um, and to follow like a commandment, for example, like love your neighbor as yourself, right? Like that's very practical. Other times we have to discern and use um, our discernment and wisdom in the written word and also prayer to seek God about other things that are not necessarily in the word. And these Um, examples in our lives could be with like more nuanced subjects like hey god should I date this girl or should I date this guy hey god should I go on this career path or should I choose this career Um, those kinds of questions I feel like starting this podcast or starting a business is kind of the same thing right Um, it's not explicitly said in the written word but we can use the principles of the word to our advantage in that sense so, for example, I felt the Spirit of God stirring creativity within me to pursue those things during unemployment. And when I mentioned them to my Christian community, um, they joined me in prayer and seeking the Lord, right? And in Proverbs, um, and I can look for this later. Again, guys, I'm being led by the Holy Spirit, so I don't really have any of this um, written down or prepared. But there's a verse in Proverbs that says... Um, something, and I'm paraphrasing, so please don't hold that against me, or please find it, and please share it with me, that would be lovely, um, where it says, um, something about when you're making a decision, it's best to have wise counsel, and so you don't make decisions on your own in isolation, but you bring them to wise counsel, so for me, I think about wise counsel in the sense of, like, um, to my brothers and sisters in Christ who hold the same values and beliefs that I do, and, because we're all striving to do the same thing every day, right? We're all striving to follow the Lord Jesus to the best of our ability. Um, So I consider that wise counsel, and I know you can apply that in other situations and circumstances or have a different meaning on that. Like, keep in mind that King Solomon was the one who wrote a a lot, if not all, of Proverbs, which please, (laughs) I I need to go back and look at that as well. But um, I think when he was referring when he was running that out, he was probably thinking of it more in like a a government kind of situation or more in a monarchy, right? Because he was the king of Israel at the time. So when he talked about wise counsel, he'd probably go to, um, you know, his generals and also to um, his literal own wise counsel like that were in the government to help him make decisions about war, about decisions for the land and for people. Um, when he was really, you know, when he really needed a lot of help with big decisions. Um, so that is amazing. And I just want to point out another part when we're seeking confirmation from God about a nuanced subject. Um, when we feel the spirit of God being led, 
we have decisions to make, right? We can believe in faith that that was the Spirit of God, and we can go and try to test it, right? So I believe it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, I'm going to go there actually now, guys, I actually remember the verse. It says, um, okay, I was a little bit, I was almost there, so it's not uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it's actually 1 Thessalonians, um, I'm going to read 19 through 21. So it says, do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything, hold fast what is good. Um, and I'll read 22 too. It says, abstain from every form of evil. So here we have the word, right? Where it says, do not despise prophecies um, and do not quench the spirit. Um, so for me, I wasn't quenching the spirit. I was allowing the spirit to speak to me, right? And I felt affirmation to seek uh, creative things and to create a podcast. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. So I feel this is where the Holy Spirit is leading me. So it passed the first test. Basically, it said, don't quench your spirit. I wasn't doing that. I was allowing the Holy, uh, Holy Spirit to speak through me. The second part in verse 20, do not despise prophecies. Um, we're going to be going a lot into the prophetic, um, but for right now, um, this word wasn't necessarily, um, I don't know, we could probably have more discussion around this. I wouldn't necessarily think this as a prophetic word, um, because, I don't know, I guess it could be. Um, was it a divine utterance from the Holy Spirit? Yes, but it wasn't like a thus saith the Lord statement. It was more of like a, a spirit impression, so um, I wouldn't categorize it as that. Um, but I wasn't despising it, right? The whole point is I was welcoming the Holy Spirit utterance. So verse 21, it says, but test everything, hold fast what is good. So testing in my sense is go back to the written word and see what it says. So we're doing that right now in these verses. Um, I also went to wise counsel. So I'm also asking my friends to say, hey, is this, you know, something that I should be pursuing? So is it good or is it evil? Right. And so following through, it says, hold fast to what is good. Um, I don't see how adding another creative project could be bad to my plate, especially when I had time to do it. It'd be a different circumstance if I was already really busy and I really felt, you know, oh, I should totally start this. I should totally take this on. But if it took me away from the things that I need to prioritize in my life, whether that's work or family or community relationships, if it didn't add to those things, I probably should really press in and ask the Lord, is this really you or is this more of a me impression? Does that make sense? Um, so in this circumstance, um, I believe it was a good thing because one, it would also bring encouragement and edify other people as I was sharing these things and also give me um, a place to really just speak about a passion that I have in my heart that God's really given me and to share a lot of testimonies to help um, teach and also just share experiences, encourage one another and their relationship with God. So I thought that was great. And then the last one in verse 22, in verse 22 it says, abstain from every form of evil. Um, <laughs> creating a podcast <laughs> is not listed in like Galatians 5, where it says like, here are the things that you will have, uh, that if you do these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Creating a podcast wasn't in there, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think that's okay. Um, but like I said before, we have to use wisdom and discernment to make these decisions. And like I mentioned before, in that certain season of my life, I had allowance and I had space to do that um, and to start doing that and also would edify other people. 
So that's definitely not a form of evil. Rather, it actually obeys um, God's word in so many areas where it says, you know, in Colossians, I believe, 1 or 3, chapter, or, um, chapter 1 or chapter 3, where it says we are to encourage one another in Christ. We are to, you know, edify one another, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I feel like that's what I'm doing with this podcast. So I really felt like it kind of confirmed and gave me a space to really obey God's commands. Um, so I thought that was pretty marvelous and wonderful. And just really wanted to share that with you guys on how I hear the Holy Spirit personally and also um, how my friends do and how being a Christian in community is so important. One, it says it in the word of God. Um, and it's also just <laughs> you can't be a Christian and be isolated and grow spiritually. And this whole process is me growing to learn how to hear God's voice um, and also learning, you know, gifts like discernment and learning, you know, how to be wise about making decisions. It promoted a way of growth. Um, and it also helped my friends do the exact same thing. All right. So um, that's really what I wanted to share today. Um, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm really excited um, to have you know, just, you know, to have this podcast. I'm really excited that you guys all he are all here. Again, I apologize <laughs> that it's been a couple of weeks since I've last um, done this, um, but then again, um, that's okay. There is always grace. Thank God that there's always grace because I sure need it. All right, so I hope you guys learned something today, and um, if you did, please follow me or leave a comment. Um, on iTunes or wherever you listen, whether that's on Spotify or in your Android phone or whatever that is. I'm sorry, I'm a Mac person, so I don't really know. Um, but again, so this is Holy Spirit, the extraneous member of the podcast, and this was a mini-sode about the creation of the logo. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to being back with you guys soon. Goodbye. <laughs>